Good morning. Uh, this morning is all about uh, celebration. We're excited about the new life. And uh, when, when we walk through celebration, you, if you've been around for a while, you've heard over and over again talking about this new identity that you have in Christ and how can you live out this new life. And uh, today, I just want to take a few minutes and uh, tie this into our conviction series. I want to take a few minutes and kind of look at the other half of it that we haven't emphasized so much and open our eyes to that part of our convictions. And so uh, with this uh, new life, I'm sure you've experienced this in your life. Uh, we've, we've been talking about hanging on to uh, the anchor. And in this series, it's called Convictions, uh, an anchor in the time of chaos. And so the anchor we've, can, we've learned is to, be, is to have convictions, to be in the state of being convinced about what is right. In our world that is full of chaos where, uh, wait a minute, how do you know what is, wrong, what is right? How do you interact? How do we even talk to each other about some really tough subjects? We've been talking about gender, we're going to talk about race, we're going to talk about sex, we're going to talk about, these are really tough su- subjects. And And what Satan wants to do is either blow you out into the sea and drown you or smash you against the rocks. And what we've learned is the anchor is a conviction. The belief and knowing, being in the state of convinced of what God says is true, that's what serves as an anchor. That's what protects us. And so we've been learning, listen, you've got to hang on to the rope. You've got to hang on to the rope. Grab a hold of that rope. Well, have you ever had somebody, a dog owner, or maybe your dog, and they said, hey, listen, hang on to the rope? Or, or, or maybe uh, something bigger, if you're lucky enough, somebody said to you, hey, here, hang on to the, hang on to the horse, and something scared that animal, and whoosh, it's gone. It's difficult to hang on to the rope. I bet you have discovered that in your storm, it's difficult to hang on to the rope. How do you make sure you hang on to the rope? You're like, okay, I got a few convictions. But how do I hang on to that conviction? Well, ironically, it takes a conviction to hang on to the conviction. There's a conviction that we are going to talk about today that helps you to be able to hang on to that rope. We're just going to take a few minutes to do this because, again, today is about the the celebration, but this really ties into, into baptism. So we're going to jump into John chapter 12. This is Christ just before he goes to the cross. It says, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless, and he gives this principle, he's going to state it three different ways in a row. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Simple principle. If you've ever had anything to do with seeds, hopefully at some point you've planted a seed and seen how, okay, you put it in the ground, it dies. If it never dies, if it does not die, it will not grow. It will not become fruitful. So it gives this very simple principle. To become fruitful, you have to die first. Then he says it another way. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world 
will keep it for eternal life. So now he introduces this idea of dying to your life. A die, dying to your earthly life, your physical life. And if you die to it, then you get to live in the eternal one. And he says it again. Whoever serves me must follow me. Today in baptism, we're going we're gonna to ask them, have you come to trust Christ as personal Savior? Are, are you committed to follow him wherever he leads? That, that's part of coming to Christ. He says, follow me, and where I am, my servant will be, and my Father will honor the one who serves me. Now, here's a crazy part to this, really crazy part. Jesus never sinned. Jesus never did anything wrong. When he came to earth, he, did, he was perfect. He still died to himself. This isn't just dying to your sin. He still died to himself. He's talking about himself. He says, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. His physical body is going, I don't want to do this. This does not look good. I don't, this, this is going to be painful. More than likely, his soul was screaming, oh no, I'm going to take on the sin of the world. I'm going to be separated from my father. This is, an incor- it's, this is a tough thing to walk into. And so Jesus himself looked at that and said, God, is there another way? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. No, no, no. I remember who I am. I know who I am. I know what my purpose is. This is what I've come for. To do this, he had to die to himself. For Christ, this is crazy thought. For Christ to become fruitful, he died to himself. And then he says, Father, glorify me. This is the Father's response. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Absolutely, I will keep my promise. Absolutely, you will be glorified. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had, a, it had thundered. In other words, God's voice sounded like a thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Now, this ties directly into the picture of baptism. Folks are going to get baptized today. This is not them coming to Christ. This is not them going, okay, I want to follow Christ. And so to be able to follow Christ, to come into this new relationship, I'm going to get baptized. Now, it is a picture of what has already happened. For any person who says, Jesus, I realize I am the problem. My sin is the problem. My natural state, which is I turn towards sin almost every time, is the problem. I need a Savior. And Jesus, you have promised to forgive me of my sin and make me a new person. I lay down my life. I accept what you've done. When that happens, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
there's a major spiritual event that happens to you. And it happens to every believer. And this passage describes that event. It says, by no means, we who are those who have died to sin, how can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, this is a spiritual event, were baptized into his death. We were born in opposition, in rebellion to God. And that when we came, when we accepted Christ, our personal Savior, in that very moment, who we were, our sin nature, dies with Christ. He died for us. He died to pay for it. We died with him. And then the next picture is that unto death, in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too have a new life. We are brand new people, a brand new identity. So today, we are going to talk about fighting your baptism, fighting your identity. So in this series, this conviction series, a lot of it base, is based on identity. A lot of it is based on, wait a minute, who are you? How do you know what's right or wrong? You know what's right or wrong by knowing who you are and who God says you are. A lot of this is about identity. So what does it mean? What are you talking about? You're fighting, you're fighting your baptism. Well, when you came to know Christ as your personal Savior, and so if you're here this morning, that's true for you, I'm really talking to you. If you've come here this morning and you have not accepted Christ as your personal Savior, then this is what Jesus invites you into. He invites you into a new life. A part of that new life is dying to the old life. Accepting the new identity, living from the new identity, dying to the old identity and who we used to be. And so, um, how, how, how does this work? Well, if you've ever watched a father, and uh, the, the most fun one is the first child, right? This guy talks about, I'm going to be a father, I'm going to be a father, and you watch him, and he doesn't look like a father. He looks like the same guy he did before, Okay. How do you know he's accepted his new identity as a father? Well, you know there's two events that tell you whether or not he's accepted his new identity as a father or he's going to fight it. One is dirty diapers. Dirty diapers. When that, when that man acts like a boy and goes, oh, I can't handle dirty diapers, he's fighting his identity. He does not realize who he is. He's a father. What do fathers do? They die to their old life of being a silly teenager. And they grab a hold of their new life as the protector, the caretaker, the father of that child. The second's very like it, very much like it. It's the first time that kid throws up all over your shoulder. 
you freak out. Whoa, you are, you are fighting your baptism. You're fighting your identity. That does not bother a father. That's what a father's made to do. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to give you just a simple, real quickly, four ways, or how do you do that? How do you die to your old self and live this new identity? And then I'm going to give you when. When does this happen? So real quickly, here we go. I die to myself by, number one, identifying two paths. There's only two paths. There's only, only two paths. One is what is best. That's Jesus' voice. What's best? That's Jesus' voice. And then anything else. If you find yourself talking to yourself, if you find yourself talking to yourself, you are not dying to yourself. You're fighting your baptism. You're fighting who you are by talking to the old nature. Number two, by counting the cost. Jesus counted the cost. That's why he said, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is going to cost a lot. Whenever you follow Christ, whenever you die to the old life, it, it, when, you, when you face that moment, you know this is going to hurt. You know that confessing sin, oh, no, 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 this is, this is going to hurt. But the old man says, don't do it, don't, don't. The, the new man goes, confess it. That is who we are. We're confessors. The old man says, I won't be accepted. Uh, I'm going to look like a fool. I'm, not, I'm never going to get what I want. The new man says, yeah, count the cost. Take the step. That's who I am. That's what I do. Number three, trusting Jesus over the temptation or the old habit. Trusting what Jesus has promised me. You see, every temptation and habit makes you a promise. Lust promises you, you will be satisfied. Just take the step and you will be satisfied. It lies every time. Compromise promises peace. Just compromise. Don't go all the way. Just go halfway. Just settle. You'll have peace. Of course, it never does. Jesus promises life to the full. How do you experience this new life? You stop fighting who you are. Stop fighting your baptism. And take that step of trusting Jesus. Number four, you obey immediately and wholeheartedly. All of you have experienced this. You've either experienced this as a teenager or you've experienced this as a, as a parent. Hey, clean up your table. Clean up, clean up your plate. Yeah, sure. Clean up your plate now. Oh, yeah, now. The rolling of the eyes and the shuffling. Right? What is that? It's fighting your baptism. What is that? That is, I'll obey because God said I have to obey, and that's what I'm supposed to do. No. No, no. When you obey immediately and wholeheartedly, you go, I know who I am. I am the plate cleaner. That is who I am. <laughs> and boom, you do it with your whole heart. Now, when does this happen? When does this dying thing happen? I'm going to give you four different, four different times. Number one. In the moment. It happens in the moment. The many, many, much of your dying to yourself happens in moments. 
You are, wake up, you, this happens to many of you. It happens to many of you uh, uh, who are watching us on the stream. You wake up on a Sunday morning. Like, do I really want to go to church? I'm going to catch another hour of sleep. I'm going to catch you on the stream. <laughs> right? In that moment, in that moment, the Spirit of God speaks to you either through the Bible or through others. Or It's amazing how he speaks to you and says, take this step. In that moment, you do what he has said. You got in a fight with your wife. She is 98% wrong. 98% wrong. You are 2% wrong. You are driving away from the house, and the Spirit of God says to you, go buy flowers and go back, and you confess to that 2%. Right? And your flesh screams, it's not fair. No, no. The person who has the identity of Christ, this new life, he doesn't live for life to be fair. That's not who he is. He lives alive, the life of Christ. And this is what Christ has asked me to do in this moment. That's what I'm going to do. Secondly, in keeping commitments, what makes for a great marriage? People who are madly in love with each other? No. People who die to themselves. People who on a very consistent basis go, this is what my flesh wants. This is what God says I'm to do in her life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep that commitment. You've ever been on a ball team? When you first join that ball team, it's so exciting and it's so much fun. After two months, you're like, I don't want to go to practice anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. You what? You die to yourself. You go to practice. That's what you do. Three, consistently. See, dying yourself is a lifestyle. It's a habit. It's a way of life. It is an understanding that when I came to Christ, when I was baptized into his death, when I trusted him, what I trusted him for was I don't want my old life. My old life is the problem. I want a new life. And so therefore, almost every issue in your life, I would say, could be wrong, from my experience, every issue in your life, for you to find victory, you have to die to yourself. It's part of it. It's a lifestyle. It's consistent. And number four, in response to a calling. In response to a calling. There's a number of you who God is calling you into actual ministry, full-time ministry. He's calling you into ministry. He has called you several times in your life. He's called you, and you keep going 50%, 75%, 80%, because you know if you say yes, it's going to cost you your whole life. It's going to cost more than you want to pay. Listen, you're fighting who you are. You're fighting your baptism. Men, there's a number of you. God has called you to be a godly husband. A godly man. And you've said, I want to do better. 
But I don't want to answer that call because that's going to cost me everything. You're fighting your baptism. The reason why you're not experiencing the amazing, fruitful, wonderful life that Christ has called you to is because you stepped into Christ, but you have not continued to follow and die to yourself. Pretty cool principle, right? Pretty amazing thing that Christ has asked us to do. So now we're going to celebrate the stories and interact with these new lives and new life that Christ is sharing. But as we do, I ask you to open your heart and ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, where are you fighting your baptism? Where are you fighting your identity in Christ? Where do you keep going, oh, i got to do the right thing and shuffling and murmuring and rolling your eyes versus realizing who you really are? Number two, you're alive, but where are you fruitless because you refuse to die? Christ has given you a new life, but it's not producing fruit because you refuse to die. And number three, stop fighting your baptism and grab our new life with both hands.